You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hello, everyone. This is not the voice of Lisa Johnson that you are hearing right now. For those of us that haven't met, my name is Danny Wallace and I am the Queen Bee and I am taking over Lisa's podcast today because I want to, well, I'm going to have a conversation with one of my dear, dear friends while Lisa isn't in the room, which feels dead naughty. I feel like we're out, we're out to play while the teacher is out. Tom Stanhope, are you there? I, I am here. <laughs> Yes. I feel like naughty, giggly school kids. But for anybody that's listening, um, my name is Danny Wallace and I am the Queen Bee. I'm an uh, international celebrity public speaking coach, but also I've been mentored by uh, Lisa on and off now for the past three, three and a half years, something like that. And um, when it comes to being mentored by Lisa, I am somebody who has done pretty much to the letter the things that she has told me to do. And me and Tom are somehow inextricably linked. Tom, tell us about you. Oh, hello. My name's Tom Stanhope, and I help people grow their businesses with video. So I, too, have been in Lisa's world for, well, probably since 2019. But actually, I'm only in that world because of you, Danny. I sort of found my way into, into the Lisa Johnson extended universe through really watching you start your journey with her. So we were in a, um, a kind of a personal development group together beforehand. And that's how our paths crossed, yeah. first of all. And I think our journey, we were probably, I think it's fair to say at the time, we were, we were probably both in a place that was, you know, not 100% we where we flying, wanted it let's to say be. that. <laughs> yeah. We were, flying. <laughs> we were yeah. at, the, at the very beginning, yeah. I think, of our... I say real business in inverted commas. Yeah. We already had businesses, right? So I was a singer working full time. I was creating a community. I didn't really know what to do with that community. A little bit of background for from where I come from. I'm a, I've been a performer for the past sort of 20, 25 years. It makes me feel very old when I say that out loud. For about 25 years. And I've moved into corporate, worked in corporate for about 15 years. And that wasn't really fulfilling. Lots and lots of things had happened. And there's lots of conversations that me and Lisa have had where I share kind of my story intrinsically, but I, I want to kind of talk to us today, well, talk to you guys today about um, our, our business journeys. So the, yeah. the business journey for me was that I was exchanging a lot of time for money in singing. I was a lot of high volume, low value work was this was the sentence that I was using a lot at the time. So I was gigging a lot and I didn't have a lot of time on my hands and I was absolutely exhausted off of the backside of it. And all the while I'd been going live, playing playing dressing room roulette. If anybody's a performer out there will know what I mean. That you going to going to different venues as a performer means that sometimes that you will get given uh, places to get changed. And sometimes those places aren't particularly savoury. So I've chosen to keep myself safe, in parentheses, by popping my phone on my dashboard and putting my makeup on in the car and inadvertently started to build an audience. I did this really, really regularly, but I had this audience, these people that were watching what I was doing and not really any idea what to do with it. So I'd gone to the uh, a personal development event. I'm a huge fan and producer of personal development events now, but back then I, I wasn't. So I'd gone to one and I met you and you was in a similar spot, weren't you? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So at the time, 
we were building a house and I was living in a caravan in a field and we've been sort of <laughs> stuck in that in that caravan for about three years whilst we built a house that we knew in our hearts we didn't want to live in. Great so, place, great place to be in. Man, so we had in that static caravan on the field of my parents' farm, we had myself, my wife, Una, two kids, a dog, and my wife's brother, who was going through a slightly tricky patch mm-hmm. uh, at the time, and he was with us. So it was a bit of a squeeze, to be honest. And right. like you, I was doing the whole kind of frantic thing where you trade time for money. You're kind of constantly going from one job to the next. And actually we were working for, before we before we kind of met, sort of met, we were sort of, we were working for people we didn't actually enjoy working yeah, for. we weren't being discerning way, about our client base. It was a case of anyone who was good money. And I know that that's, yeah. that sounds really uncouth when I say it like that. But yeah, when you're true. in a state of panic and your back's against yeah. the wall, you end up saying yes to maybe things you wouldn't normally say yes to. It sounds far more inappropriate than I intended. But you do end up saying yes to people, in my cases, venues, client bases that I didn't necessarily want to be working with. And also, I had this whole skill set of having been in corporate, in for me, learning development, presentation skills, customer service skills, sales skills, business marketing developments, all of this sort of stuff, this bank of skills that I wasn't actually utilising. So I wasn't using them to help myself, nor was I helping anybody else. So when you and I met, we were at that kind of crossroads where we knew we had this bank of skills between us. And I think it's beautiful, like in this online space particularly, and I know Lisa's audience will hear me when I say this, is that you will come across people and you will just like the cut of their jib. You'll say, hey, I like you. I like you too. Let's form an alliance. And I think that I, I, we had a couple of sort of meetings before things really started to kind of. So, so we we met up in Stoke on Trent, mm-hmm. and then the kids had gone to Trent and Monkey Gardens for the day, and we'd met up for a bit of lunch and a bit of plotting. Yeah, I think I remember sort of sitting. You you kind of had, you'd basically run off to Malta, hadn't you? <laughs> and, and 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 had a had a sort of a download of information from Lisa and you came back I remember just buzzing and we sat down and you you laid out this this plan I was like that sounds amazing (laughs) and and you went to you did it and sort of and, and frankly the rest is the rest is like you say it's just following so my take on on the sort of the whole sort of training thing is that so I'm not looking for a coach I'm looking for a trainer I, I go to I go to a I go to a when I learned to drive I didn't go to a driving coach I didn't know, I didn't sit in the car with somebody and have them saying to me go on you can do it I had somebody <laughs> who sat with me telling me which levers to pull which buttons to press what to do and that was the point it feels I right when you're driving <laughs> yeah, exactly you don't want somebody going I really believe in what you're doing and I think if you just have the right mindset you're going to be able to drive to the place you need to drive to <laughs> It's like, no, I want somebody who is going to come with a plan and tell me how to do it. I'm good at what I do, right. but I need somebody else to tell me, the, give me the blueprint, but also to, to not, not to blow smoke up my ass and tell me if you do all this, it's going to be magic, but also to mm-hmm. say, you know, you're going to have to do some work here. Mm-hmm. And I went along with that attitude. In fact, I'd done your course at the start yeah. of, so 2020, obviously, start of 2020 was, was, was a bit tricky. It was interesting. It was a very was, interesting yes, time, yes. right? <laughs> so so I, I had that thing where 
where I was like, oh God, all of my work's disappeared. Right. In March. And yeah. Just remind um, us, Tom, what is it that you do? What is it that you create? So in this world, because it's amazing what you do. So video is hugely important for people's businesses and very, very important for those of us who are operating in this online space. It's it's now more than ever, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we've become very familiar with video over the last two years. And and there's a lot of us who are starting that journey thinking the last thing I want to do is be in front of a camera, an audience (laughs) telling my story. And you know this because a lot of what you do is around this this story. And it's this kind of thing where people want to get visible, but they are, they're paralyzed by fear. They're paralyzed. They don't understand the tech. They don't understand the strategy. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the mindset you need to put in place. And they don't understand the stories they're telling. Mm -hmm. So my job, I work with people helping them to do all of that with the end goal of growing their business using video. So whether it's live video or pre-recorded video, using that as a tool to drive business growth. That is all I do. I don't do I don't know anything else. Right. I don't know anything. My the rest of my life. That's a big fib. You're one of the you're one of the most intelligent. <laughs> well, you're one of the most intelligent people that I know. And also, you know a thing or two about cocktails. We're going off piece for a second here because one of the things that you do as part of your audience growth and the thing that you remain yeah. incredibly consistent at, <laughs> probably since we had that conversation over. I, I came back from Malta. Yeah. And I was like, Tom, I've I've met up with Lisa. We've spent some time together now. What she's done is she shared with me some of the things that I need to do in order to grow my business. It's going to involve teaching. It's going to involve a lot of audience building, a lot of consistency. I know what it is that I was going to do. I created the show at Wise Up, Rise Up show. So at the start of lockdown for me, growing my audience looked like turning up for them every single day. Now, I don't recommend everybody do this because it's a lot. And I am relatively persistent and a little bit stupid. So I was turning up every single day interviewing people. And we was having the conversation like, Tom, what is it that you could do consistently where your audience were going to know and feel safe that you were going to show up for them all the time? And you created contents and cocktails. Well, this is it. So... Oh, the t- you see, in my head, the timeline for all this is 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 all a bit is all a bit sort of flexible. So because the amount of cocktails that you've drank. <laughs> so I look back at this. I was like, I started doing these in 2019. I think it's because of a conversation that we had post-launch when you you, you came down to Plymouth not long after we'd moved and we did a bit of filming with you and we talked about all this kind of stuff and we were talking about what what you know you. Una, myself and you were all sat together just chatting about about the sort of the, this kind of what live content was I putting out because I was I was holding myself back from going live. I was very comfortable with pre-record stuff but live video I was like eh, people are going to want to hear from me and it turns out they are but as long as I turn up with a drink so <laughs> so I have a book behind me that is the, is the base of this this is 100 co- you've heard you've heard this story so many it's times it's my favourite story <laughs> So 100 Cocktails by Bernard is a cocktail book that my grandfather gave me. So this is amazing. So this says Neil Coxon, Madras, 1945. And this is a war economy standard cocktail book. So in order to defeat fascism, the powers that be decided that what uh, what what the, the 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 fleet air arm needed was easy access to to good cocktails. That's right. So, so and hey, look, it worked. It so, did. You know, it did. I'm not and saying I, you know it I'm was not saying the war was won because of that, but you know. <laughs> um, so so this little book has got 100 cocktails, in, and we sort of came up with this idea of being of just turning up once a week 
and doing a long form show where I made myself a drink, sat down and talked about video content marketing. And I now have done over a hundred and something episodes of that. And I think I was totting up. We have sold an awful lot off the back of that course. In fact, you know, possibly looking at the numbers, knocking on the door of six figures worth of, 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 of sales off the back of me turning up once a week for an hour, having a drink. There were, that is my kind of marketing. It is definitely, and also <clears throat> mine. Even though I'm in, I'm in the realms of mocktails these days. Very sadly, yeah. but here's here's the thing: what you created with that consistency and and with that audience building, and the brilliant thing about social media, the online space particularly, it is nowadays it's like watching the telly. So mm. if you're turning up at the same time every week and you're you're creating your audience that way, they know like okay, so at seven o'clock or half seven or eight o'clock on a Thursday evening, Tom's gonna be live. And not only is he going to be making a cocktail and there's your hook, but you've got some brilliant tips and tricks and actually ready access to yeah. you. And it's it's a great thing to do. And what you did then is take that concept, went and learned from and one to many specifically is what well, yeah, absolutely. This on. is a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And then and then what did you build off the back of that? Well, that's a very good question. Um so, <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Um so all the pieces kind of mesh together really nicely. So as I was doing that, I was like, I did your course. And that, that gave me a whole heap of clarity around around messaging and yeah. and, and and my story it took me from thinking I haven't really got any interesting stories to you going shut the. No. I find that fascinating. <laughs> I know, I know. That, that, that I come across. Oh, I haven't got stories that people want to hear, and not from these ones. Yeah, oh, and this it, one and that one there. Oh, and that one. Yes. Right. So, yeah. You you pulled that all out of me, which was which was amazing. And so I came with the back of your course. I was like, okay, where do I go from here? And then. Lisa's challenge came up and I'd and I'd, I'd be in sort of in peripherally in, in Lisa's world in as much that I'd seen your journey and thought I should be doing this. I started doing it, but I rapidly found out that I kind of needed a framework to work. Yeah. To. And so the challenge came up one to many. To, uh, was it April 2020? And I sat and just did the challenge religiously. I got stuck in, in the free challenge week. And, and this is race to recurring revenue. Race it? to recur, absolutely. So yeah. race to recurring revenue, the free challenge, and I drank it up. I got, I got stuck in. I did everything. I did all the thinking work, and I popped out the other end. I was like, "Shit, I need to do something about this." Mm-hmm. And I booked within. I, I was, I booked straight in straight away. Twenty four hour bonus. I was one of the billion people who ended up sending Lisa private message because one of the bonuses the first time around was some was some one-to-one feedback from Lisa and I, I was like oh my god I, I, I imagine that was a, like a mammoth mountain to climb for Lisa but I imagine I imagine so Absolutely. I remember that yeah. and that it was a mammoth task at the time yeah. for, for Lisa to but one of the one of the great things about her is that when she when she does give you that that time when you do have that time yeah. either learning from her in an online capacity or in that one-to-one capacity yeah. that is just gold you know yeah. the, if, if if I think about the things that that I learned in the time that I was going through one-to-many and understanding you know what can I teach how do I teach it the tech for me was a scary prospect yeah. audience building past the sort of generic organic audience building yeah. stuff understanding things like email sequences, understanding, you know, all of the tech stuff that goes with it. 
having that being made really clear to me suddenly made it, the clarity made it easy. Then all I had to do was implement. And I think that was the real shift was that if I do these things, because showing up is never a problem for me. I talk about showing up, rising up and rising up, right? And I was learning what I needed to learn, but I needed to show up for it. I needed to do the things. And when Lisa talks about it being like a, you know, a numbers game or getting those getting those audience members in and connecting with them that actually you do that in volume and you've got a great proposition and you've got you're very very clear on what it is that you're sharing with them and selling to them that it becomes easy for them to buy and that's what I found that actually it was a, a very natural shift from talking about personal development to talking about small business to then talking about speaking and taking up space specifically. And that was the question that Lisa really asked me is, what can you share? What can you teach? What can you do in a one-to-many capacity? What can you share in a room with people? Because if you can share it in a room with people, you can share it online with people. I'm going to show you how to do it. And that was the real pivotal moment for me was that I wasn't just bound to creating workshops that I had to bring people to to Preston or I had to travel the UK for I could do it in a zoom setting or in a Facebook group setting or all of this sort of stuff and that was magical because people were already watching me online yeah. it became a no-brainer for me so the very first launch I'd gone from when I met Lisa we talk I, I talk about you know having gone over to see Lisa in Malta and I went there and there was like five, six, seven figure earners. And I had 300 pounds in my back pocket and not much else. Like I was on a wing and a prayer. The only reason why I got to Malta in the first place is that I had 69 pounds in my bank and that's how much the return flight was. And that was not taking any baggage or anything like that. It was just a weekend away. I'm sure this is definitely not something Lisa would be able to do now, by the way, just kind of popping out on Facebook. Hey, I'm popping over to Malta. Does anybody want to come? I'm sure she would get absolutely swamped at the time. <laughs> At the time, there was about 12 of us that went, all of them were multiple five, six, seven figure earners. And I just felt completely out of place, but everybody treated me phenomenally well and was so, so kind. And, and Lisa asked me the question, what is it that you can share? And helped me map out. It was so kind. It was a kindness that I will never, ever be able to repay, really. She helped me map out a, a launch and I went and launched and made 16,000 pounds in my first ever launch, that was a life-changing sum of money for me in my position. And only a few years earlier, I'd been homeless. I'd been, you know, not just on the breadline. I'd been sofa surfing with my two kids under the age of three. You know, things were in a pretty dire situation for me. So that first launch, garnering that amount of money. My, I remember my husband at the time was like, Danny, people are never going to buy this. People are never going to do this. And I, if I'd have listened and stopped there, I wouldn't have created now. We're looking at turning over a half a million pounds. Nice. And that is insanity to consider where you and I both were yeah. just a few short years ago. I think this is it. Well, I mean, I've just, I said just two weeks ago, I was in Los Angeles with the mastermind group, Lisa's mastermind. And if you'd have said to me three years ago, oh, Tom, you'll be in a position to sort of jet off and enjoy Californian sunshine, talking about but doing business development stuff with a group of, like you say, sort of seriously talented people. Right. I would have gone, get out of here. Even I'm shaking my head because I know, yeah. I know the conversations that you and I had Back in the day when we nice. first started, we went we went to like a Rodigio restaurant. We went to Fazenda's, it was, where they come and cut the meat off. And it was very carnivorous yes. Uh, yes. lunch that we had. And um, 
I was sharing with you what we were going to do. And we'd sort of, we made like a friendship pact at that yeah. point in time that, you know, wherever I go, you go, and we're just going to, we're going to like stick together and stay friends through this. And I think that that's kind of friendship when you are in the online space and when powerful. you're growing, so powerful. And again, one of the beautiful things that Lisa does is create those communities. Like we were already friends, but then we've both been welcomed Mm. into wider community and wider audience on both of our strengths and both of our merits not just because lisa goes oh like this is my mate be friends with me mate that's not what she's yeah. <laughs> active in her circle yeah. she attracts some incredible people and those people tend to be friendly inclusive incredible yeah. people and so we've grown our networks in just like that this most insane way that i know i'm watching you and you're watching me we're kind of like looking at each other pinching ourselves <laughs> thinking what, what happened <laughs> I, you know, I have I have grand ambitions, and but one of the things that I love more than anything is seeing other people that I really like doing well, right. and it's just it's just so satisfying to see. And, I, and you know, it sounds it sounds like such a line, but I do not think that that I would be that without that sort of the the sort of the runway of the conversations that we had mm. combined with the sort of the the kind of the support and the and the know-how and all the sort of the the training that I've had through through Lisa and the support and the friendship and all that kind of stuff. It, it's been that combination of one to many and the support of the people I've met that, that have got me to, got me to the point here. Now still got loads of work to do. It's why I, it's why I re-upped on the um on the masterminds because I got to the end of last year I was like yeah, yeah, that was good. That was really good. And it's still good, more to do. It's still it's more to ongoing do. Ongoing yeah. piece of work, yeah, right? Absolutely. So it's 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 changed. You know, it sounds ridiculous at a massive oversight, but it has profoundly changed my life for the better. I don't and, think it sounds yeah. ridiculous though, because here's the thing: but people won't believe it. People, yeah, people, you know, people yeah. go, I can't, "That sounds like bullshit." But but it genuinely is not. It is. It is kind of. It's one of those things where you have to kind of. You, I find myself pinching myself sometimes, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did this happen? Then I remind myself, oh, it's because of all the really hard work you put in, Tom. <laughs> Who'd have thought the harder yeah. work, the luckier you get? Who knew that that's what happened? Yeah, crazy, isn't it? When you first embarked on uh, participating in One to Many and you were going through that process, was there any of it that you found particularly difficult? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we laugh. Because the thing is, we're not... Like the reason why we're having this conversation today is to really have an honest conversation about the journey, right? To yeah. you create the business that you've got now, me creating the business that I've got now, not just the business, but the lives that we have that are attached to those businesses. Where for me, I'm no longer homeless, which is phenomenal. I've got the house of my dreams now, safety, security, stability. You being able to travel again, because I know that you've got incredibly itchy feet, right? And not because of any obscure reason other than you like to travel. No, it's not a fungal infection. <laughs> Let's just be right. Let's just be very clear. Very clear. Please. Thomas, Thomas Feetos. Yes. <laughs> but he loves, but you love traveling and you're able to build yeah. that into now your your life yeah. again. And that wasn't a position that you were in. No way. What about hurdles? Because there are hurdles, there are difficulties, there are, you know crossroads that we that we come yeah. that we come to when we are on that growth journey and that learning journey what were they for you so okay i think this is something which i can it will resonate with both of us i i have had you know like a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space i have had a late diagnosis of adhd and yes. <laughs> for me a big a big part of that is is kind of 
and I, you know, I know there are people listening going, oh, not another one. <laughs> not another one. It's like, but it's something, it's something that I've been sort of, I've struggled with all my life in some ways, but I've developed coping mechanisms and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But one of the things is I'm a great starter, but not a great finisher hey. when it comes to some stuff. And one of the difficulties I found was making sure I stayed motivated. But what I found was really good was actually the internal support within the course. So we had mentorship. People that had already been through the the process, that knew what it was like, that kind of can already foretell where those hurdles are going to be to catch you. So when you've got, so it's not just Lisa heading it up, but it's a a real team like delivery. It's amazing. Like with, you know, pods and what have you and you have running buddies yeah. and people that you know you you are in like even smaller communities in so you don't yeah. get lost in the melee of everything that's going on because there are lots of people that take part in, in yeah and I think that's it it can you can fit you can feel when you do any of these courses I'm not I'm not talking specifically one to many but on a big on a big course you look at and think my god there's, there's like a thousand plus people in it you think I'm a little fishy in a big yeah. pondy yeah, no, exactly. I'm not going to be able to do what I need to do right and it's very easy to look around and go oh my god everyone's running much much faster than I am and part of the thing that I had to sort of deal with was looking around going but you know I'm running my own race but I don't, right. I, don't I, I can I will celebrate and cheer other people on but I what I what I should should not and cannot be doing is looking over, going, "Why am I not there? Why am I not yeah. there?" Because if you I can't do judge that, your yeah, chapter yeah, two like, on somebody else's yeah. chapter ten, right? Absolutely. So that was a, that was certainly a, a test because it's you know unless you are unless you have that sort of understanding of that, I guess the the risk, you know, it's easy to get to get sort of not off put but sort of certainly a little disheartened by it sometimes so you have to have the understand going into into this or indeed any kind of endeavor like this right. you are running your own race as far as otm goes one to many is about leveling yourself up not kind of measuring yourself against everybody else who's different so right. that's a huge and i would say anybody who's listening to this who is thinking about doing one to many is like you've got to, you've got to hold that in your heart as you go through because there are going to be people who go in and like just like go right. I'm implementing. <laughs> and they go. You go. Right. What? <laughs> and they <laughs> might have spent. So like me, the, the things happen very, very quickly for me. Yeah. And the reason things happen very, very quickly for me is I'd spent seven years audience building. Yeah. I didn't know that's what I was doing. I'm a massive oversharer, and I like going live. I'm a little <laughs> bit strange like that. But I'd spent the last seven years audience building. Yeah. So for me, if I'd have implemented even more, I'd have done even better. But. For, for some people that I was around, that, that was quite intimidating. Yeah. And then, you know, you have people that come in and they steady away. And I think everyone's got to run their own race. So some people will, you know, embark upon these sorts of endeavours and they will go like the clappers, you know, they might be one of the crazy ones and that's okay. And it's equally okay for you to take this learning and implement it in your own time yeah. so that you can do it well. And I think in, in particular this instance, Done is better than perfect, but actually allowing yourself the scope that you need to be able to do the things that you need to do and do all of them, that's the that's the equation. That's what makes it work, is that, yes, you've lots of things to think about all of a sudden, but actually allowing yourself and taking the time to implement is important. Yeah. So if you say, right, okay, I'm going to do something like one to many, and then I'm going to next week, I'm going to do a launch, and it's going to turn me over multiple five figures. And yes, chances are that may not happen, 
because you've not given yourself enough time to do the things that you need to do in order to create the things that you need to create in order to do those things. So I think being very, very realistic is really important. But similarly, because of the amount that you get, because of the knowledge that you get, because of the the, the learning that is available to you, because of the other people that are there that are really setting the bar with you and for you as well, there's nothing to stop you from running as fast as you like. And yeah. I think that's the really cool, I think that's a really cool thing. I love it. It's like watching... For, I'm so sorry if anybody doesn't like like horse racing, but it's like watching like the Grand National and seeing like people legging it and just absolutely going for it and going like the clappers. And, you know, you'll see people running in front of the other, but I just, I find that joyful and fascinating yes. and really interesting. And I like, I, I like being a runner. <laughs> what did, what did you, what was the hardest part that you found? What was the kind of the bit that sort of you, you got to and was like, oh man, this is, this is, this is, this is tough. Validity. So trusting that I knew enough to be able to give value to that amount of people. So in order to create a multiple five-figure or a six-figure launch, I would have to provide value to X amount of people. And even though, so the, the bit of advice for anybody that feels like this, by the way, is that if you have something that you can share with the world, it's not new. You're new in the space. So I was new in the online space. I was new in Lisa's audience. I was new in a lot of other people's audiences. But actually, I've got 25 years experience. I've got another 15 years experience in a training capacity. I am very, 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 very good and experienced and valid in what I do. Just because this room of new people don't know me, that doesn't make me invalid. So I think that trusting my skills and my abilities was probably one of the biggest hurdles to get through. Who am I to be teaching this? Who am I to be taking up space in the world as public speaking expert? And that's exactly what I am. I'm an expert. It's so hard in the first instance to articulate that for yourself. And that's what I think a lot of people struggle with right at the very beginning, especially if they're going through race to recurring revenue and they're going through the free challenge and, you know, Lisa's asking people to consider what could you do? Well, I could do anything. I could teach crocheting if I wanted to, but I'm a valid in teaching crocheting. Well, probably not. So where are my skill sets? So trusting myself to be able to say to the world, hey, I'm going to take up space here was the first hurdle. The second hurdle was the tech. And I am very, 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 very much an advocate. If you can get somebody in for the bits that you find very, very difficult. Um, And so I had right at the very beginning, like you and I worked together like this, right? So from you and me, from a, a, like a mindset point of view, but you from a video point of view, you helped me create some of my very first videos. You filmed my first events. Like we shared our skills and expertise together. So you know, I wasn't in a position and nor was you right in the very beginning to be invested in huge amounts of money. But then we, when we started to there, the, there in led the magic yeah. was actually when we started to invest in ourselves that we really started to grow because we put some skin in the game. We started playing the game, right? God, yeah. I mean, this is this. I mean, if, if the last two years has, has taught me anything, it is that you don't level up by being cheap. <laughs> Controversial, but true. I like I know, and, and I would have thought that as a yeah, statement. Yeah, I know. Ago. And I don't mean like you've got to spend tens of thousands of pounds. Nope. You know, you, you get to. But what I mean is, part of me when I was looking to press the, the buy button on one to many the first time, I was thinking, part of it was like, 
I could work this out myself. Right. I could work this out myself. Yes. But then I thought, you won't though, will you, Tom? Yeah. You'll say you're going <laughs> to. you would have done it already. Tom. Exactly. You'll say you're going to. And yeah, you could reverse engineer all of this yourself if you, you know, you're not a stupid guy. But you know what? You're, all, you're quite a lazy guy. <laughs> you're not lazy. You're quite a lazy man who likes a shortcut. This, Tom, is a shortcut. You get to pay somebody some money and they're going to show you exactly what you do. All you have to do is follow the plan. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm down with that. But that was yeah. it. The investment was made. I was able to spread. The, so on the first one, I was able to spread the payment. And that was that was great. And for me, that was a really, I, I was, it, it, it made sense. I did it. I got the results. I was slower because, you know, I was, I was learning an awful lot of stuff. And like, like you were saying, I was building an audience essentially from, from yeah, scratch. From scratch, from yeah. nothing. You didn't have like that kind of online presence. Like even just in Preston alone, I was kind of famous in my own front room. Yeah. So it was, there was yeah. a little bit of that going on. Yeah. But yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. So um, sort of and now yeah. your investments are like each time you level up, each time yeah. you garner yeah. those returns on those investments when you implement the things that you've said that you yeah. were going to implement and that's that that's was, a scary, that was another funny. scary thing at the beginning. yeah yeah it's the, it's those big level ups i mean i i, I look i look at la and I, I appear to have invested an awful lot in in food and cocktails <laughs> either turns out this will be a shocker beverly hills isn't the cheapest place to visit and you imagine they knew it <laughs> <laughs> and they also don't have batteries readily available. Oh, <laughs> no, so so yeah, I think I think the sort of in terms of the what was hard and what was easy question, I think it's and it's a really important one that people need to ask themselves. I think you know where if you can because if if you can go into this thing identifying potential weaknesses or potential yeah. kind of areas where you're gonna where you're gonna sort of need a little bit of extra support, then either you ask your kind of you know your network. Can you help me? Or you find somebody else who you can bring in, or you, or you, or frankly, you just kind of go out and, and put put the hours in. I mean, yeah, I've, I at the moment, I'm I'm in the process of massively leveling up my my email marketing game. Yeah. I'm I'm sort of going through that process because it's something that I've really been really terrible at actually. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's a it's being honest with yourself. I think at the start of these processes and going, what, where are my weaknesses and how, how do I mitigate for them? Yeah, and it's even understanding that. And that's one of the great things, again, about one-to-many is understanding. I didn't know that I needed an email list. I didn't know that I needed to email market. I didn't know that I needed a funnel. I didn't know that I needed these things. Like, until you start to allow yourself into these worlds, into into this idea of learning, into understanding what does online marketing look like, what does course creation look like, what what does it mean to be able to sell those things, then you can start to see the gaps. You can start to see the things that you need to learn and then the things that you need to implement so for me how you know how did my business change I got more processes in place that I am then able to rinse and repeat and then scale and grow and I think that was the important thing that the exchange of time for money in the first instance was real and I've now been able to considerably helped by the kicking out of the table leg that was COVID I wasn't able to rely on singing anymore. So I had to implement the things that I'd learned with Lisa much quickly, much yeah. more quickly than I had done. But actually, 
there's a real blessing in disguise because now guess what I can if we go back to what we said before I get to choose the clients that I work with I get yeah. to choose the gigs that I want to do now if I even want to gig at all I don't maybe want to sing my shoulda coulda woulda's in a social club on a Sunday night anymore I don't want to do that so I get to choose and I think that the way that my life and my businesses changes I have more choice now than I have ever had in my life is it hard work yes it is yeah. is it absolutely worth it a hundred times over would you agree 100 percent. this is this is it every, every time i find myself having a, a a wobble i go well would you do you want to be back where you were doing the things you were doing it's like mm-hmm. for a million years it was bloody horrible absolutely absolutely and the, the light the world that's opened up and the life that's opened up the people i've met the the time i'm getting to spend with family the the, the sort of the the journey that i'm on is has been incredibly fruitful and you know i all i want i'm a very simple all i want is an italian castle just an italian castle that's all i want Danny. very simple <laughs> i feel like i'm on the road man. there i'm on the road <laughs> i can see it it's on the hill in the distance well make sure that you save some of the west wing for your old pal to come and stay over beautiful italian food in your italian (laughs) castle tom it has been so lovely to catch up with you and to share your journey and and share my journey as well and i hope for all of you that are listening out there you've enjoyed our conversation today uh we'll be welcoming lisa obviously back to her own podcast uh, in the next episode (laughs) and hopefully we'll see you soon but you can find me across the socials at the queen bee danny tom can work where can we find you um, well, I'd love anybody who's kind of on their video journey, starting their video journey, to come and join me in my free Facebook group, Grow Your Business with Video, with Tom Stanhope. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.